that Harlem night. Gonna turn it up, please. Them Harlem nights. Gonna turn it up, please. I done fell in love with. Gonna turn it up, please. Them Harlem nights. Party at the bodega. It's your man Benz. Pharrell, we're thinking out loud. How's everybody doing out there? I hope everybody's doing well. And I sincerely, sincerely mean that. You know me, man. Sometimes I got to repeat myself. Hey, I'm a newborn goddamn podcaster, so you might have to get used to me when I have to reiterate certain things. But anyway, let's get into it. All right. We Christians are like animals. Pakistani uh, seminary students shares firsthand account of extremist violence, broken glasses, ashes and piles of rubble, these are what remains of these Christian churches and homes in Jaranwala, Pakistan, that were burned in a surge of mob violence last week. Images and video obtained by news sources shows the ransacking of churches by an apparent Muslim-led mob in Jaranwala on August 16th, an action provoked by allegations that a Christian and his friend has blasphemed by ripping pages out of a Quran. Tumultuous crowds were filmed going into churches, tossing furniture out the windows, smashing altars, and setting fire to buildings. Many Christians were also forced to flee their homes to escape the attackers. To escape the attackers, when the riots quelled and they returned to their dwellings, they found their property stolen and homes burnt down. I saw with tears in my eyes how the mob desecrated crosses on the rooftops of churches and in graveyards and ruined church buildings. They burned so many Bibles and altars, said the Reverend Deacon Dodd Urshard, 28 years old. Mr. Urshard, a seminary student who serves the poor in nearby Fazalabad, told news sources that he and a friend heard about the cause for violence against Christians that day and immediately departed for Jawan Walla. He said he witnessed the rioting and looting firsthand and filmed some of the violence on a smartphone so the world would know what's happening, in the, what's happening to the Christians over there. The condition in Pakistan is very bad, Mr. Urshad says, or Deacon Urshad casting doubt on the blasphemy allegations that instigated the riots. So much hatred, jealousy, envy, and um, a um I forgot how you say this word, animosity, animosity from the Muslims towards Christians. It seems that we Christians are like animals to them. Whenever they want to kill, they kill. Whenever they want to spare, they give free hand. By his account, more than 25 churches were damaged and hundreds of homes was attacked. Deacon Ershad stated, rioters first looted property from the buildings and then used flammable liquids to set them on fire. They looted the diary of a young girl who was to get married soon. Deacon Ershad told news sources they looted the animals and good things. All right, so... There are 4.2 million Christians living in Pakistan, which borders Afghanistan, China, India, and Iran. But in a country of 229 million people, 
That is only 1.8% of the population. The vast majority, 96.5% are Muslims, followed by 2.1% of Hindus. Officially, the rights of religious minorities are protected by the Constitution of Pakistan. There are laws against compelled conversion, and the National Action Plan Against Terrorism includes actions by law enforcement to counter sectarian. Oh my bad, y'all. To uh, counter sectarian hate speech and violent religious extreme, extremism, uh, extreme. Damn man, they always gotta articulate these words in a different manner. Extremists. Violent religious extremists, all right? I'm going to keep it right there. But critics say that the government has failed to secure those rights. Open Doors, a Christian charity that serves persecuted churches throughout the world, reports that Christians in Pakistan Pakistan are considered second-class citizens. Mm. I know how that feels like. The country was seventh on the charity world's wide list of the worst place to be as a Christian. Last week's wave of violence against Christians in eastern Pakistan is only the tip of a very large iceberg of violent persecution and extreme discrimination. This is the experience not just for Christians, but also for other religious minorities, including Shia and Ahmadi Muslims. Open Door spokesperson Ishan Silva told news sources, Silva attributed the latest attacks to Pakistan's notorious blasphemy laws, which the organization says disproportionately target religious minorities, according to Open Doors, you know, the, um, the organization. Christians face nearly a quarter of all allegations of blasphemy. Charges that can carry a death sentence despite comprising less than 2% of the population. The laws are used to settle grudges and exact revenge. A simple allegation of having insulted the prophet of desecrated a Quran is enough to see the accuser prison for years while they wait for trial, Silver stated. Meanwhile, mobs enact revenge attacks on Christian homes in the in that particular region as happened in Jaron Walla, leaving dozens dead and victims' families in hiding. The two men accused of blasphemy were taken into custody last week. Rioters said that the Christian and his friend tore pages out of the Quran, threw them on the ground, and wrote insulting remarks on other pages. Pakistani Authorities say they are investigating the case and have yet to determine the facts. Uh, ADF International, which stands for Advocates for Religious Freedom, condemned Pakistan's blasphemy laws as a source of persecution against religious minorities. Mm-hmm. Pakistan oppressive blasphemy laws enable religious extremists to wreak havoc. All right, the blasphemy laws enable religious extremists to wreak havoc against those who, whom dis, they disagree with and perceive as blasphemers. And the situation in Jaron Walla is a tragic example of this. And what was this? Tamina Arawa 
ADF International's Director of Advocacy for Asia, nobody should be persecuted for their faith and all who are able need to speak out and condemn these targeted attacks on this minority Christian community in Pakistan. Pakistan's Ministry of Foreign Affairs has spoken out against religious persecution but has not addressed renewed criticisms of the nation's blasphemy laws. We reiterate, reiterate, we're going to reiterate what we have said earlier. The Faja, the Fajalabad incident is a sad one, reprehensible incident that has hurt the sentiments of Christians across Pakistan. A ministry spokesperson said uh, the incident has been strongly condemned by Pakistan's leadership and the entire Pakistan, the Pakistani society. Such intolerant and violent acts are unacceptable to the ethos of Pakistani society. More than 130 people were arrested in the days after the incident, according to the Pakistani government. Officials have called the attacks heinous, and Prime Minister Awar ul Haqqar traveled to Jaranwala to meet with victims and promise swift justice for the perpetrators. Mr. Kakar, Minister Kakar, Prime Minister Kakar said Monday that households targeted last week will receive $6,800 in compensation. That's more than goddamn what the Biden administration, the, the Biden administration offered the damn Mawari victims over there in Hawaii. Hawaii officials also said work has begun to restore some of the damaged church buildings. However, um, Deacon Urshard said justice is coming slowly for victims. He ministers to those who fled into the jungle carrying a greater fear of retribution than of the poisonous snakes and insects found there. <laughs> he pleaded for Pakistani authorities to stop violence against the Christians and to open international borders for those who want to seek asylum in more tolerant countries. Everything is burnt, um, Deacon Urshad stated. Now there are ashes everywhere. Man, that is sad. But I can't even talk about that. Well, how much he said the um, people was getting? $6,800? Uh, $6, um, that's um, Pakistan money, Asian money. So um, it's probably different. Uh, uh, maybe it's probably different, the uh, dollar amount versus the United States dollar. It could be totally different, so I got to retract that statement. But anyway, let's get into some more news. Let's see what else they got. Oh, man, that's crazy. A 98-year-old woman does a First Amendment stand as deputies raid her home. Let me see. Hold on. Let me see. All right, I'm going to do this one right here. Jersey Village shooting. That's in uh, in the Houston area. Passengers, a passenger was shot and killed on the U.S. 290. Two others injured in a crash. Jersey Village, Texas. Jersey Jersey Village police say a dispute inside of a moving pickup truck ended in a deadly shooting 
and a crash involving two other vehicles. Police are investigating the shooting that occurred around 8.37 p.m. Tuesday on the 15,000 block of the U.S. 290. Uh, police say two male acquaintances were in the car in the eastbound lanes when a dispute erupted between them. All right. During that dispute, police say that the driver took out a handgun and shot the passenger. Man, what's up with these people, man? The truck then stopped in the moving lane of traffic, which caused two other vehicles to become involved in the incident or in the accident. I'm sorry, police say. I'm so sorry. I am not about to re-record this. I got to just put them out. So two male acquaintances were... Two male passengers were in the car in the eastbound lanes when a dispute erupted between them. During that dispute, police say that the driver took out a handgun and shot one of the passengers. I believe the truck then stopped in the moving lane of the traffic, which caused two other vehicles to become involved in an accident. The passenger who had been shot did not survive his injuries. Two people were injured in the crash and they were taken to the hospital the hospital police say that the shooter was detained at the scene his identity has not been released at this time you know what i'm saying so y'all i gotta reiterate what i read because it be typos that's why i be like damn how did how did who who put who posts these online i mean uh when I type something or if I write something down, at least I proofread it. But sometimes I don't proofread. I'm, you know, guilty of that too. But that's what most of the times, anybody who's trying to start podcasting, when you're reading something, you got to proofread it. That's the best thing to do at first. I do it like as much as I can, but sometimes I try to knock out these goddamn segments as fast as I can because I got other things to do. But, you know, you got to put the work in if you want to see something get better, and I'll be the first one to say that on the microphone. Well, it's been said a billion, trillion, zillion, zillion, zillion times by many great people before me, but I'm going to be one of the greats to tell you, you got to keep doing it and keep, you got to put in all of the work and effort if you want to get something to work. You see what I'm saying? Like, if you want something in life, you got to work for it. So, that's what I'm doing. I'm putting the work in. Let me see what else they got on the news, all right? Let me see. Man killed in an apparent drug transaction that went bad in Houston parking lot. I run into billions of stories like this. Speaking of the word billion, all right? Houston crime. One dead following a drug transaction that went bad in Houston. Well, that's crazy right there. In the afternoon shooting in a Houston parking lot ended with one person dead and authorities investigating the shooting occurred in the parking lot of the 300 block of Stafford Street. Houston Police Department Chief Troy Finner said a 25 to 30 year old black male was found lying in the parking lot with apparent gunshot wounds. Uh, Chief Finner said uh, DPS trooper, uh, I forgot he's, um, the acronym for the DPS trooper, but anyway, who was working in the area on a different operation, 
was the first to the scene to locate the victim and perform first aid on the victim. However, the victim was pronounced dead on the scene. Uh, Chief Fenner also says investigators believe that the shooting was a result of a drug transaction that went bad. Chief Fenner stated that two suspects ran off southbound from the initial shooting scene, and one of them was believed to be suspects to be the suspects involved with was located at a nearby hospital. Let me see that again. So the chief stated that the two suspects ran off southbound from the initial shooting scene, and one of the believed suspects involved was located at a nearby hospital. Okay, there you go. During the briefing on Tuesday afternoon, Chief Fenner addressed young males. Make better choices, actions that you take. Don't let it be an action that leads you to getting shot or getting hurt or getting killed out there. All right, there's a lot of jobs out here. I encourage, I encourage each and every one of you there's help out there. Get a job. You don't have to engage in criminal activity selling drugs. Authorities are going through nearby businesses surveillance video for additional evidence. None of the businesses in the area were said to be involved. And what the chief was saying uh, is exactly true. And I say it a lot myself because you don't have to engage in criminal activity. Like I have a past and stuff, but I got over my past. You know what I'm saying? And then my past was not no small, petty time criminal stuff. You know what I'm saying? So, but I learned from it. And that was the, that's the beauty of it. I learned from it. My um, ambitious ways, I turned it into a different, I took that energy and took it somewhere and made a positive out of it. See what I'm saying? So you don't got to be out there in the streets doing some drug transactions. I'm telling you, ain't nothing good going to come out that bitch. That shit's going to be bad. It could be good while you're doing it. Like, once you first get into it, it might be some great-ass shit. Like, oh, shit, I'm making the money for real. And things might be good for you. But, bro, it's inevitable. Something stupid finna happen, and you're going to hate You're gonna hate the world. I promise you, bro. Like, just get a job. Shit might be fucked up, but get a job. You could think your way through it. You know, ain't nothing better than the mind. Not even AI. I promise you, bro. Like straight up. Like you could freaking, yo, have a job. You gotta map out, map out your time throughout the day. It's only twenty four hours in a day. You could get you a little job. Yeah, the job probably suck, but hey, stay motivated. You getting a check. All right. Then you can utilize your time once once you leave work. You're probably going to be tired and hungry and stuff. You take a nap. And when you get up, do something constructive, bro. Like, you could be a TikToker. Shit, you could be a YouTuber. If that don't interest you, then, yo, you could be a coach. If you play basketball or something, you could be a, a little league coach or something like that. I'm pretty sure you're going to get a check on that. You could connect the money and get the things that you want from life. With hard work, man, you going to get whatever that you're looking for. I promise you, bro. Like, there's too many things out here to occupy your mind to get your life straight. And then for the ones who's freaking illiterate and don't know illiteracy, I'm not making fun of that. Because there's a lot of people that's old as hell and they can't read. All right? So, 
some for for you guys that are academically challenged a little bit, yo, ain't nothing wrong with going to doing a little school, taking a little courses and stuff. Those build your character, and plus, it helps you be better so you can have more options. Because the more you read, the more you start learning different stuff, things that you're trying to get into, Google stuff, start reading it. It's going to build up your mind. It's going to build you up, and then you're going to get smarter and smarter, and you're going to have way more options. You don't have to fucking sell drugs. That shit is not going to do any good for you. Look, drugs are illegal. There's nothing, to, there's nothing to protect you when you fucking dealing with criminal activities. It's illegal. It's not just drugs. It could be anything. I know America is a trap, but trust me, if you read a lot and you research a lot, you can fight the system. You can fight the system, uh, the systematic uh, oppression. You can fight it. You can beat it. The more you read, it's fundamental. I'm telling you, some of you dudes don't like reading this shit. And that's going to be a major downfall. It's going to put you down a fucking dark pit. I promise you, you're not going to like it. You're going to be fucking, you're going to feel trapped all the time. And you're going to be fucking selling dope. You don't need to be selling no stupid ass dope. You see what I'm saying? When, when drugs are involved, trust me, guns are involved. And criminal mischief is involved. That means... Okay, when I say mischief, mischief, bro, listen, when I say that, I'm talking about the person that's right next to you that claims to be your best friend. Mischief, when I say the word mischief, nigga, your best friend might fuck you over, bro. That's what I'm trying to talk about, straight up. So I'm telling you, you young boys out there, just like Chief Finner was saying in the article that I just read about this fucking drug transaction that went wrong in the fucking parking lot. Yo, it, yo, anything bad could happen. How much you want to bet the transaction between the two? The two people knew each other. They probably knew each other for years. They probably, I, they probably, I'm probably reaching a little bit, but they probably know each other's family members and shit like that. And then the fucking transaction went bad and guns got drawn and somebody got shot and killed. You see what I'm saying? So, I stress this all of the time. This is not the first time me talking about this goddamn subject right here. Fucking drug trans transactions going bad. This is not the first time I'm talking about this. This is many segments that I deal with the same topic. And I'm trying to tell you young boys, yo, you don't have to sell weed. You don't, you don't have to sell drugs, bro. Yo, look, it's not even worth it. Let me, let me explain it to you how it's not worth it. Look, yo, the same amount of fucking money that you get by flipping a goddamn whatever uh, um, uh, measurement of fucking drugs you're selling... Okay, it might be fast. The transaction might be a little fast, but there's really not much of a difference if your ass is working in Walmart. There's really not no fucking difference, bro. I promise you it's not no fucking difference, bro. Like, the smartest person... Look, listen to me. Listen to me carefully. The smartest person is a person that work at Walmart and got a part-time Nigga, there's no difference with you selling dope. I promise you, bro. You're not missing no type of money. You're not missing anything. You're not missing anything. I'm, I, I assure you, bro. I assure you. Look, look. 
recreational marijuana use. Let me tell you how it could benefit you. If you register some classes, some courses, and you smoke a little weed while you're studying, I promise you, you're going to have the biggest benefit ever. You're going to ace your fucking courses, and then you're going to get certified in whatever trade that you're trying to be interested in, and you're going to move on with your life, and you're going to get bigger paper, bro. I'm telling you, you're not missing out on anything on this drug fucking street life. I don't even know why it's being glorified in our fucking hip-hop music. It doesn't make any type of sense. And I gotta freaking jump on the microphone and talk about this and emphasize as much as possible because, look, I'm an ex, you know, running around the streets myself. I can't lie about it. You know, I don't want to talk too much about it because the feds like the fucking lock black people up. But they can't do shit to me because this shit happened more than a decade ago. I gave up that life, all right? I've been doing endeavors, legal endeavors. I'm not no fucking scammer. I left all of that shit behind. I'm a hard worker, and shit do pay off. And I always, it always paid off because I make sure I accomplish something every day. Every day that I wake up and God allow me to wake up, I thank God for letting me wake up this morning. And guess what? I make sure I go do something and accomplish something today. All right? I don't let a day go by without me accomplishing something or making sure that I do something constructive that's going to benefit me for a better tomorrow. You get what I'm saying? So... I'm going to cut this apple pie short and sweet. All right, I'm going to come back with another segment. You already know I'm going to come back with another segment. Don't get mad. I'm going to be right back. It's Thinking Out Loud with your man, Benz Pharrell. All right, you can subscribe to my YouTube channel. I know I haven't been active on it, but, yo, I will get on there. It's inevitable, like I always say. All right, it is Box Benji. That's B-O-X. B-E-N-J-I. Same name you could use to follow me on Instagram. Same name you could follow me on TikTok. It used to be underscore murder envy, but you could use either or because Box Benji is a solidified name now. It's mine. LLC. Let's get it. All right. So type in Box Benji in the search engine for any app and you're going to find me. All right. Subscribe to all of it. Threads. Instagram, um, I don't know Snapchat. You can find me on Snapchat with Box Benji. I'm not sure, but Box Benji for the TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, and Threads. And I don't remember what's my ex, formerly known as Twitter, but I don't even be on Twitter like that. I be on Snapchat, TikTok, uh, YouTube, and Instagram, stuff like that. So, holla at you, man. It's thinking out loud. Peace. Oh, it's the Harlem night. Gonna turn it up, please. Them Harlem nights. Gonna turn it up, please. I'm in love with. Gonna turn it up, please. Them Harlem nights. Party at the Bodega. 